shot first. Come on, grab your friends. We're gonna talk about Star Wars and stuff with Connor Oled and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greeter shot first. Hey, Connor. Hey, Andrew. Do you hear the news? Oh, I definitely heard the news. You, I mean, you think of what I'm thinking? Definitely. It's finally here. It's finally here. It's finally happened. Right now. Oh. Frozen 2 trailer. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that that is exciting. I, I was thinking more along the lines that they finally wrapped episode 9. But, okay, yeah. Frozen 2, everybody. Welcome Woo! to the Frozen Podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they had to... They really did back that back, huh? So they, <laughs> all right. So, yeah. If anyone hasn't known, this is the new podcast, uh, Elsa's Castle. Yes. Um, you know, we talk Frozen, all things Frozen, and anything even... Freaking related, related to Frozen. frozen. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Let's just go back to the old way. All right. Uta puta, everybody. Hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. My name is Connor. I'm Andrew. And we're here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. Especially Frozen. Especially Frozen. Frozen 2 is out. I actually haven't watched the trailer yet. Have you watched the trailer? I did actually watch the trailer. Is it exciting? It, it actually, yeah. I mean, I, I'm i impressed by it. Like, it looks kind of, uh, the stakes are raised. Fair enough. I uh-huh. just, I, all, all I've seen are stills of uh, Elsa just, like, putting her hair into a ponytail, and that's that's usually the MO for, like, all right, she's about to wreck some stuff yes you know so the ice queen is here <laughs> yes exactly yeah so i don't know maybe i should watch it because i did watch the the movie like yeah there's one of those things where it's like we should watch it because everyone's talking about it and then you know for the next six months you just can't get let it go out of your head so it's, well it's true and as we will get into in this episode and as you might have discerned by the episode title mm-hmm fellow listeners uh we're gonna be talking disney a little bit today oh, hell and yeah. i am coming off of like so much frozen everywhere <laughs> <laughs> like honestly i feel like that made me want to watch the trailer i was like well now i have to watch it because like i feel like i've just relived the movie like for the last five days of course yeah i mean look you're you're surrounded by everyone who's not only dressed like the characters but acting like the characters and like was it actually like a land of frozen so to speak well so in um the so in epcot they have converted norway you know because they have the different (laughs) nationalities they have converted norway to be very frozen themed oh my god like so there was like this there's this little like ride there that now is like a frozen ride and they have a meet and greet center for anna and elsa oh that sounds awesome yeah (laughs) my nephew would be all over that yeah but they um (laughs) Without going too far in depth, but it was like, I think, so at the Magic Kingdom, um, I don't really remember any like rides or appearances by them, Yeah, but, but I believe they're in the castle. Like if you do like the princess stuff. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. You talk about like, you do like the sleepovers or something like that. Well, yeah, you can do like a, there's like makeovers and there's like breakfast, breakfast with them. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, so I think they were there and then they were also in Hollywood studios. They had like a theater dedicated and it was like a sing along. Oh, Ooh, man, <laughs> it was tens of thousands of little girls screaming. Let it go. Pretty much. Holy cow. Oh man. Well, I'll tell you what, I want to get into this. I really do, but we really should start off with the biggest news. Star Wars Episode Nine, dude, is finally done. It's done. It's finally wrapped. J.J. Uh, Abrams uh, posted something to his uh, Twitter uh, just 
yesterday, I believe, on the 16th. Well, I think that was on Friday. On Friday. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And to the effect of, um, you know, it's been, I actually don't have the, the original quote in front of me, but uh, essentially just saying, oh, wait, here we go. I have it now. Well, I thought I did. No, I don't. All right. What do you got? What I do you got say? it. Go ahead. It feels impossible, but today wrapped photography on episode nine. There is no adequate way to thank this truly magical crew and cast. I'm forever indebted to you all. And the picture itself looks very emotional. Yeah. Like I, Oscar Isaac is like actually crying. He is losing his, his butt yeah. over it. I think, uh, uh, can you, uh, John Boyega. Yeah. First of all, his hair looks so cool in it. Like, yeah. you could, it's been a time time lapse because his hair is slightly longer. Yeah, like it's yeah. one of those things. But um, like he just does. I don't think he believes it's over yet. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just kind of like I think it's surreal to him, or like he just can't believe. Like, okay, wow, this has been done. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's just it. Like, I really like John Boyega, and I liked his character as Finn. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that I like John Boyega so much, I think is because he's actually like a straight up fanboy of star Wars. Yeah. Like it, there's, there's, there's all those stories of him bringing like his three foot, like Han Solo action figure for, uh, for Harrison Ford to actually sign and stuff like that. And he was, yeah. like, you know, they were best friends after the first movie and stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I, I'll be sad to, you know, see the end of his character's run, at least in this iteration. I don't know if he's going to be coming back in any other capacity, but like, yeah. For me, I really did like Finn in the movies, and uh, the only thing you can't see is probably Ray, and I think that's because they're hiding the fact that she lost both eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's just the way they caught the picture. Yeah, but, yeah, it is pretty funny though. That like literally, it's like you just can't see her reaction, but you can see everybody else's. Yeah, and it's funny because like I feel like she's trying to wrap around both of them. Yeah, but, like you know, Daisy Ridley is probably not very big. No. And like, I f- so I feel like she's like stretching in kind of an uncomfortable way. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> All right, but there's another detail to this. Have you noticed uh, what Ray is potentially holding? If you look to the right of Oscar Isaac's shoulder on this picture, yes. it looks like her staff. It does look like her her bow staff. Now, do you think that she's gonna retrofit that thing with like a, a make it like a stun pike, like a you know a force pike? Um, go some Darth Maul on it. Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, you know, I think this is something like it's been largely supposed. I, I right. think yeah. uh, you know that that she's going to use her staff in some way to construct her new lightsaber. That would make sense. It's um, got all the parts right there. Yeah, and on top of that, like the tops of the staff look just like Darth Maul's. Yeah, right. You know that, and I think that's where a lot of people were like, "Oh, well, that's it's going to turn into a lightsaber." Yeah, I mean, think about how Kanan like. He's able to detach his lightsaber to hide on his belt. Maybe it's something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. It would be kind of like an incognito type of weapon. Ooh. What if it's like a cane sword? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. she just pulls both parts and clinks it back together or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many wa- like ways you can hide weapons, you know, in that cool fashion where it's like, oh, it's just a cane. Now it's a set of nunchucks or something like that. You yeah. know, it's just... It's it's ridiculous. So have I, we, I don't know. Have we talked about on the show? I think we have, like about the like Luke's focusing crystal from it's, like his original, like from Anakin's lightsaber. Maybe. What, what are you trying to get at? Well, so the supposition is that. Well, so apparently there's a certain prop like at Skywalker Ranch or something mm-hmm. or wherever Lucasfilm is now headquartered. I'm not sure that it is there. Um but it makes it look like the like the kyber crystal 
from Luke's lightsaber, from Anakin's lightsaber, right, was like damaged whenever the lightsaber blows apart in the Last Jedi. Oh well, I mean, that's kind of what we theorized, right? Yeah, because you think about it, like I said, there was it was two opposing forces trying to pull it, you know, pull it to their side, you know, right. between Ray and Ren, and uh, it would make sense that like maybe there was just so much focused energy just being pulled in opposite directions i mean it kind of just went off like a firecracker at that point you know and just right split in two or yeah. something and so you figure that that probably would have you know and truthfully like these two powerful force users probably grabbed the part that they could sense the best mm-hmm. which probably would have been the kyber crystal it would make sense um so that they're actually immediately tugging on that not necessarily the lightsaber itself well i mean honestly if you want to get like really into brass tacks on this like think about like how everyone kind of um associated how the lightsaber actually worked Mm -hmm. like before everything really started getting categorized and just spelled out plainly for us Mm -hmm. in arabesh of course right um (laughs) plainly in arabesh but uh i mean so i mean a lot of theories i remember hearing like growing up about this kind of stuff is like when it came to lightsabers you know it was like the only way they can hold on lightsabers is if they use the force to turn it on right then you get the arguments like well how did han do it well he has the force yeah it's like so (laughs) You know, it's one of those things. And then there's also, like, if you read, especially in the older books, where the emitter, like, the button you would actually use to activate it, you have to turn, switch it to the on position or, like, the, the hold position. Because otherwise, it's just you holding on to the button the entire time and hoping that it just stays that way. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, I I know there's got to be diagrams out there and everything of, like, how how it's, like, constructed and the activator switch and all this kind of stuff and where the crystal goes and everything like that. But... I I I I've been curious to think because you make a good point about like the crystal being the focal point of their pulling on it, right? Right. But I don't know. It, it it's hard to say. Yeah. So I guess the only reason why I bring that up um, as a point of emphasis, and this is I think a lot of why people suspect that she would just convert her bow staff, is because so if the crystal in fact did fracture, does that mean that she has two crystals? Hmm. Um, you know, and therefore could make a double bladed lightsaber Ooh. or is she going to end up with a lightsaber with the, like with the exhaust ports like, like Kylo, Ren. Kylo has. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd be curious to see that. Yes. It's like I said, the, the Ren's lightsaber has been established as canon prior to his use of it. Right. It's just a matter that we haven't seen anything until now. Yeah. And I did. Well, and so to that end, I just watched that episode of Rebels where Ezra picks up the cross. Like, but that's like a proper cross guarded lightsaber. Exactly. Yeah. Because you can tell when it comes on, it it, it means it's pure light that comes on. It's not um, stagnated energy or anything like that. It's not static. Like it's not, it's not, it doesn't look like exhaust or excess. It's it's not vicious in other words. Right. That's, that's the best way to really describe his list. Like it's just. It you can hear it snarl when it turns on like it that it's that's that kind of badass sound I like that you yeah know? yeah um, and I think that, I mean I think that could be cool I'm not sure if I'm totally sold on it yeah um or you know or if we're going to get into not that I've actually seen this part of Rebels but like the also like potentially also the purification process for crystals I don't know um which planet was that. Was that Korriban? It was a Sith planet, wasn't it? They were on Malachor. Malachor. I knew yeah. it was it was one of the big bads. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, all right, we're getting kind of sidetracked, but I just, <laughs> I'm just curious now. So, what do you think that means for like the EU that they're they that they bring up Malachor because that does play a big role into oh is it Lord Vitiate I think yes the original em- yeah. emperor yeah Emperor Vitiate oh because this is this would have been where he actually had his whole thing where he stole all the souls from everybody around yes so interesting yeah I mean I, I, I do think that's interesting I I'm not convinced <laughs> that it's not partially just something that they had kind of already decided to do and nobody really said, no, you can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, true. Yeah. They're rewriting the history at this point. Yeah. So. They were talking about that. Um, I don't know if you saw, to, I have to make my obligatory star Wars explained uh, promo nah, for this good. week. Um, <laughs> but I did notice one video that he had posted. I don't think it's like a new one. Although okay. it might be. Uh, Cause I got like a notification to watch it. Uh, but it was like, Fun facts about like Luke Skywalker, heir to the Jedi. Yeah, I just watched that. Yeah, yeah so it must be must be a newer video. Yeah. Um, but he described how like originally it was being written as an EU book, and it turned back. And but yeah, but now it is considered canon. So it actually kind of brought with it a few things that were kind of established in other EU sources. Yeah. Like some of the stuff on Rodia when he, when Luke is there. Right. Like it, the clan. I was to say, isn't some of that from the, I forget, Wizards of the Coast? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Like a lot of the names and everything that kind of get yeah. dropped, it's it's all that, and including the clan, I think, as well. Yeah. Because there was a whole, there was, like I said, they, this before they started ca- cataloging it. Like there was a catalog that came out that kind of emphasized, like, you know, the history of certain races and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'd be curious to find out. I, I mean, like, I, I know that he's been going back and, like, uh, he's been making... Um, just like fun fact videos for all these books that have come out. He just hadn't started doing it until after like the Aftermath series. Mm-hmm. And so he's just kind of like doubling back on himself and just making sure everyone's aware of everything. That's why I ended up on Heir to the Jedi, which we should talk about at some point. Yeah, we've, it, I mean, we have discussed that that could be the next book review or, oh, for sure, or something yeah. along those lines. But yeah, it's a good read. Um, but let's get back, back to the matter at hand. So sure. uh, just to finalize going over this picture and everything like that like it seems like i think i, I might even send a uh, a gif to you i don't even know it's like but it was like whenever you see like the set photo or something like that and like it was just a picture of uh of john boyega finn just going why does everyone want to go back to jakku so <laughs> yeah. there's a there's a possibility that they could be on jakku or Tatooine because yes. it's a, a desert kind of planet you know i mean imagine if they're on like all right so just for, you know, the fan fiction-y part right now. Like, imagine they're on Tatooine. Like, it's the last shot of the movie or something like that, right? And they're all one big happy family or something like that. But, like, one of the last shots is of Ray standing on the hillside seeing the binary sunset mm-hmm. on Tatooine where yes. it all started. It's like, oh, it'd be so perfect. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. who knows at this point? No, I agree. I mean, I'm typically, you know, I... I talk about this fairly often that i'm not typically like a huge fan of having to relitigate stories over and over again or necessarily doing things for purely nostalgia sake sake yeah um but i do think that would be an incredible way to end this saga in in that respect yeah yeah i mean there 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 is a certain thing where like you know you have to really limit yourself before you just reshooting a movie almost shot for shot right but there's also instances like that where it could be just a perfect homage to everything that came before and everything that you knew and loved about it, you know, mm-hmm. 
and just kind of keep it at that. Like, give it its own original story, but, like, I mean, there's there's tons of stories out there that have that kind of parallel, yeah. you know? And, I mean, just to see something like that at the end of this movie would definitely, I mean, it would hurt. It would hurt It would hurt, <laughs> it in, would a hurt in a good way. Yeah, yeah no, so. that, that's fair. I, I think that... Uh... That would be, you know, kind of a, a fitting and a fitting tribute to to the story that, you know, that we've all grown up with and love so much. Oh, exactly. Um, but also in addition to this, let, let's just kind of, we'll segue ourselves into the newsy bit of this. You know, let's talk some Star Wars news, shall we? Go for it. Um, the other thing that actually just wrapped production, apparently, was uh, The Mandalorian. Right. And, um, I mean, I only just showed, showed this to you now, but I couldn't find the picture because apparently it's been deleted. Yeah. But just yesterday or the day before, whenever uh, Abrams actually uh, tweeted that picture, uh, one of the cast members from uh, The Mandalorian actually put a photo online of a Mando helmet that was signed by the entire crew and saying something along the lines of, we did it, we got our first season down, you know, obligatory celebration pick. Right. But they swiftly got deleted as well as everybody else's, like, retweets and stuff like that of it because, you know, it's all because of the non-disclosures. Right. No one wants it, you know, no one wants that out there yet. But so not only did Episode Nine rap, but the Mandalorian rap. So, yes. Well, it, and I guess, you know, kind of the important part of that that you were kind of getting at is that that also implies that the Mandalorian might not be a one-shot series. Which I'm, I'm happy to hear. Right. You know, I like it. I'm really pulling for it to do good. Yeah. Um, just everything that they've said about it, like, you know, they, they're trying to go for the old feel of the original trilogy, which, I mean, that's that's where Rogue One and Solo really, like, picked up for a lot of people. Right. Um, and if they do that and they do it right and they got, like a, like, a fantastic list of directors and everything behind each episode, like, I feel like they're going to go a long way. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, I think it's... You know, I have very little doubt in my mind that it's going to be a success. Oh, for I, I sure. Mean, I think for as, you know, as prevalent as that, you know, st- you know, the vocal minority of <laughs> disgruntled Star Wars fans yeah. would have you believe, like, I mean, I feel like I can speak from personal experience having just been down in Disney and kind of experiencing the vibe around that. Right. That, I mean, people still love Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> you're, yeah. There's no stopping it. Like. I was watching this video the one day, and it was this guy who was like wearing a baseball cap that said Star Wars. He was wearing a Star Wars T-shirt, Star Wars shoes. You get the idea. Reading a Star Wars novel, someone kicked a ball over to him. He's like, "Oh man!" He's like, "Sorry, I didn't mean to hit you." And he's like, "Do you like Star Wars?" He's like, "No, I hate Star Wars." <laughs> and he gets into this whole thing where it's like, "Yeah, I love the movies, except for Jar Jar and Qui Gon Jinn, yada yada yada." He's just going down the list of everything he hates, which involves Star Wars, and it's like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah. that, that's the certain subculture you got to deal with in this kind of thing." It's like, look, right. Not everything's going to be perfect in this series, but like you just got to appreciate it for what it is. That's kind of how I always look about it, you know. Right. If you're going to be mad, be mad on your own time, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I I think this this is good because when it comes to getting back to the Mando, that being wrapped and episode nine being wrapped, that now gives us a good two months, if that, before Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, enough time, really, to just make exceptional promos. Um, hopefully, you know, a full-fledged trailer, if not a teaser trailer for one or both of them. And, uh, you know, just learning more about what's coming out. I mean, we're going to have plenty in the way of, like, material before Episode Nine comes out this year. Yes. You know, and we'll get into that now. Um, but I'm just excited for, you know, everything else to come out about Mandalorian. Hopefully, 
you know, hear even more about Cassian Andor and his series. But mm-hmm. as of right now, that may still be in pre-production or it just is being filmed. We don't know exactly. Right. Um, but we'll keep up with that. But to get into what uh, I was getting at before, that there's just going to be tons to cover this this year. There's more books being added. Yeah. Um, so to- uh, on the top of the topic, uh, I would say let's go for the Galaxy's Edge book. Um, yes. so like the day after we recorded with, uh, your sister, mm-hmm. they just dropped it like, Oh, by the way, we're making a book about this new park. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So just get ready, everybody. And it's like, all right. I remember like when I first saw it, I was like, okay, it's probably going to be one of those things where it's like, here's how, you know, here's what to do when you get to galaxy's edge until I actually read like a synopsis. And it's like, Oh, this is actually going to be a book. Like this could be good. Yeah. So, I mean, not to mention that besides the book, which is just called Galaxy's Edge, uh, they're also going to have a comic series, like a well, limited comic series. Yeah, so actually, it's going to be – so the comic series is just called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. The Ooh, book is called, called Black Spire. Called Black Spire, That's correct. right. That's my fault. Um, but I like the comic area anyways. But uh, yeah, Black Spire, and it's followed up with uh, – what is it? Galaxy's Edge, Crash of Fate – Correct. Yeah. So that's going to be a, a YA novel. Yeah, young adult. Yeah. And uh, then this one I'm most excited about. Yes, I agree. Myths, myths and fables. Yeah. Star Wars myths and fables. Yeah. And it has you, this cover that's very like George R. R. Martin esque. R. Mar- like I would say Martin, or even just like Dungeons and Dragons. Like yeah. The very you know book five or whatever you know. Yeah. It has that feel to it. Yeah. But by that I mean like. Um, the whole idea behind that book is supposed to just purely be like all these tall tales you hear from around the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And most likely it's going to be along the lines of like the legend of Luke Skywalker book that's out there. Right. Where it's like, it's just these tall tales about these heroic, you know, feats of, you know, force using or smuggling or this and that or whatever, like whatever you can imagine. Yes. But it's, it's left up to your imagination. That's the yeah. fun part of it. You, it doesn't focus on a singularity within the canon and it is just like this could have happened yes or not yeah it's up to you to decide yeah i guess the reason why i particularly kind of channel martin is that because he does that a lot you know oh, he, yeah, yeah. like in addition to the you know the a song of ice and fire novels like he does these kind of adjacent stories that are told more in a mythical way yeah where you can kind of either choose to believe it or not and there's a, and it's kind of like this very common star wars trope now where there's always some truth in legends it's true yeah that's true <laughs> and uh, trust me i just handed you season three you're gonna hear a lot of that there's always some truth in legends yeah. so it says well, th- yeah thrawn yeah but. i think uh well yeah that's obviously a good instance of it but i didn't realize that they actually the first time that i noticed it in rebels mm-hmm. was uh ahsoka says it in the season two finale nice spoiler yeah. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's cool. Uh, yeah, it, it's but yeah, it it is true though because she just kind of goes off in her own thing, anyways. Yeah. Um, no, but I I will be interested to see how that comes out. Like I do like that idea of tall tales and like what you're getting at. Like, have you actually read uh, Ice and Fire? I have read. <laughs> The first two and a half books. Two and a half books. Hey, that's that's a good start, dude. <laughs> it is. I'll tell you one thing: you can't like read those books, or from my like, or from my perspective, like listen to them without getting at least a little bit hungry. That's kind of how I feel well, about yeah. it. Because it's like it, he'll start talking about like the the feasts that they're having, salted pork and blackened bacon and stuff like this, and yeah. it's like you know all done with an egg drizzle or something. It's like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> 
you know, you're driving around all day and you start hearing this stuff and like, oh, I need to stop and get something to eat. Yeah. Um, and just like in like the Godfather movies, like a lot of times that like certain food representation yeah. is evidence of somebody's impending demise. Oh my God. I didn't realize <laughs> that, but it's, you know, it's true. But regardless, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I what I'm trying to get at is like with the with the ice and fire. Like you are right that there's just they do bring up like oh you know you must be of this legend or you must think you're this you know legendary knight this and there and then this then like you said the books are out there and have their own fanat like fantastical story that go along with it. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm excited for there. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like that's like an underserved kind of component from like the new trilogy of films in Star Wars. You know, and like when uh finn and ray first meet han solo and like they kind of get into the mythology of han solo in the 30 years since uh you know we last saw him on screen yeah and like it kind of sets up for this really awesome sequence but it kind of gets cut short a little bit that's true so so you're in the mind that i am where you think that like there might be like a legend of han solo in this myths and tales i'm thinking so i would hope so just talk about the the kessel run for goodness sake yeah exactly something like that uh or even yeah so i don't know um but i'm excited for that i'm excited for the other books and black spire itself simply is just going to be a lead-in book that just deals specifically with the world that Galaxy's Edge is supposed to be set in. Yes. And um, I, th- I mean, I think the way you actually put it, you might have said this or I might have read it in your thing, but it said that, you know, you're supposed to feel enclosed within this world. Right. So, uh, you know, having this book come out prior to the, uh, you know, eventual opening of the park will be a good way for people to just kind of like, I mean, you could pick up the book and read it on the play, you know, on the plane down or something like that, or yep. just a week beforehand, just get yourself pumped. And next thing you know, like you're going to be there with your parents or your girlfriend or whoever, you know, just pointing out all these amazing things. And you're just like, uh-huh, that's cool, honey. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Where's the butter beer? So, <laughs> but no, I'm just yes. serious. So, but yeah, so all kinds of good things. And then one one more real quick item. Um, there's another new book coming out that you actually brought up to me, which I thought was pretty cool. Yes. Star Wars Icons, Han Solo. Yeah. Now, I actually looked at the article on this, and it looks pretty badass. It really does. I mean, uh, this is like... I, like so I've been kind of, I don't even know why these necessarily show up. Like I fully acknowledge I'm like a big Apple news reader. Oh yeah. Um, you know, like I don't really watch a lot of news, but so like I, and like I try to like remove social media from my life as much as possible. Of course. So like I don't, so that's kind of like my only stream to like actually get, you know, kind of the major stories of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, but I do tend to like, I follow star Wars news and I follow other, you know, like sports news and whatever. Um, and a couple of times recently, they've had these what look like very nice kind of like mature books, like, you know, that are kind of like behind the scenes kinds of looks. Yeah. And this one really caught my eye. This would be one of the coolest coffee table books you could ever get. Yes. That's the best way to describe it. And it's not even to like say that this book's going to be bad or anything like that. Like, yeah. this is a book you're going to want to show off. Oh, p- yeah. People are go- would be like lining up at your house to sit on your coffee <laughs> or, you know, to sit on your couch to be, ha- to have access to your, uh, to that your- book. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to simplify it. Yeah. Put it, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, to, to, to get, get at myself it, tongue twisted. Yeah, you're all right. To get at it, like the, the book itself, is, it's cool. It's not your standard, you know, flip a page, see a picture, read a little description or anything like that. Yeah. It's actually going to have like a little bit of interaction to it, almost kind of like a pop-up book. Yeah. Uh, so like there are, there's actually like scenes where like you can you can get p- like pages of the script mm-hmm. um, and you can actually flip it out and read both sides. Um, there's actually like you could see the full set like photo set of like Han and Chewie and their old promotional things and like just pull that out kind of like a, a centerfold in there and stuff yeah. like that. It, I mean, it's just really cool. Yeah, they, they pack so much into this. The book is less than 250 pages. Yeah. And that's what's even more amazing, the fact that they could cram so much in there. But it basically just covers um, – it's it's Harrison Ford and his character as Han Solo, mm-hmm. as well as Alden uh, Ehrenreich from uh, – is that how you say it? Alden Ehrenreich? Yeah. From the Solo, A Star Wars Story, too, because they just – they follow all these different, you know, times in the character's history. Uh-huh. And they do a really good job of it. Yeah. it's. I mean, it looks really exciting, and it's. I think it's kind of – told through a little bit of an oral history perspective yeah. but yeah. i mean they got like they actually got harrison ford to participate which is pretty rare yeah that's uh, that's, that's that's a big get yeah as well as like lawrence kasdan uh who was you know behind solo a star wars story and he also was involved with a lot of the original trilogy stuff as well yeah i was gonna say as much i knew he sounded familiar yeah because he was like the producer on empire i think uh, yeah and i believe return as well that yeah, well, makes sense it's yeah this one uh, but yeah, so they got them. They got Alden Ehrenreich, as you said. Uh, Mark Hamill contributes. Peter Mayhew contributes. Oh my god! And J.J. Uh, Abrams contributes as well. That is pretty cool, man. I mean, like I said, it. I, I'll be interested to pick a copy of this up because, like, I mean, I might just have to have this as a coffee table book myself. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I don't know, that, like compared to just getting like a a novel, you know, and just kind of like dissecting that, it'd be interesting to go along this because. I mean, like I said, besides the photo ones, there's actually, you could see, like, all the, um, you know, sketches from, you know, what they interpret it to look like to how it actually comes out as a final product. So, like, I mean, one of the pictures itself, it's the the YT-1300 Falcon. Mm Mm-hmm. Before it was actually made into the Falcon, it was actually the blockade runner from, like, the beginning of the movie. Yeah. The Corellian Corvette. Yeah. And, uh... That was a big deal. It's like it doesn't even look like it's supposed to be it, you know. Right. But I, I don't know. It, it's just it's going to be amazing how this just just comes out and like I guarantee you there's going to be a bunch of stuff that almost nobody knows anything about, you know. It's going to turn into this whole thing, but it's going to be really good. Yeah. So. And and they do and actually just having scrolled through the article again, they do talk about um, like the way that he's characterized in the expanded universe mm-hmm. as well. That's but it's perfect. Yeah. Because I mean. All right, so uh, on the way over here, I started listening to. I, I I've been doing this at the gym now too, but I started listening to Star Wars: The New Jedi Order. This is a long title. Uh, Jedi Eclipse, or no, Agents of Chaos Two: Jedi Eclipse. <laughs> yes, That's, yeah. Whole freaking title right there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm on. That's like how sub far subdivided these <laughs> books get, and that's why the whole series is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah, it's a bunch of two parters, but yeah, I'm on that part right now. Fair enough. Jedi Eclipse. Uh-huh. And um, just thinking about like his character development in this story thus far, I mean, it, it's got to be amazing to cover in that sense because like it, it's far removed from what you imagine. Han Solo from the original movies. You right. Know? Like, he's always just a guy who's out for himself and stuff like that. Yeah. And he turns into this, you know, hero by the end of his story and stuff like that. So it's like, it's insane to think about, like, all this potential that the character had and, like, all these other books that, like, explain just all of his different motivations and whatnot. So I don't know. I, 
I'll be interested to see how they put that up there versus like what his canon, like, you know, history is now and everything like that. Right. So exactly. I'd say for the, like, you know, for uh, the bona fide Star Wars fans out there, like this is a perfect book to get. Um, it doesn't come out for a while. I want to say it comes out, what, in March or April? Yeah, that, that sounds you right. Can, I mean, we're halfway to March, it. though. Yeah. Halfway so, through February. Anyway. So not, yeah, not too far from now. So just keep an eye out for it. Star Wars icons on Solo. Yes. So let's get into the big topic, how, shall we? Sure. So I haven't seen you for a while. That's correct. Because uh, <laughs> as far as I knew, you know, you would just like lock me out of the house and I'm standing there with my mic on the on the doorstep. <laughs> like, Andrew, let me in. Yes. Gotta talk Star Wars and stuff. And uh, yes. I found out you were in Florida. That's correct. So how was it? It was awesome. I mean, not to like give my like workplace bullet point speech, but (laughs) but it was really nice to get out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, of course. From uh, you know, for for a little while, we enjoyed some really nice weather. Yeah, uh, super warm. Uh, It was you know sunny, delightful. (laughs) Uh, And honestly, and I I did tell Connor this before we started recording. I've talked more about my Disney vacation than like any of the other cool places that I've been in my life. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, at least in within like the first week back from it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's with a lot of reason uh, yeah. because it is a really unique uh, place to check out. It's Disney. Like I it said, you, you can't go wrong with it. No. Um, so <clears throat> I remember like before we talked about this, I even asked you as much like while you're down there. You know, scope the scene, see what you could find, mm-hmm. and you kind of came through. Like you, you sent me pictures from a good distance away yeah. of the spires. So now, yeah. so what's the deal behind that? Like you could not get any closer than that. Not really. I I'm mean, not trying to like rag on you for like not trying hard or anything. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying like <laughs> it really must have been that like tightly sealed or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, so. I get a vibe that they might have from even what I've heard from other people that they might've kind of moved the barriers and changed the barriers a little bit. Okay. Um, because they kind of made it sound like, yeah, you can pretty much walk up to it. And like, it was just like a metal fence, you know, just like a mesh kind of fence that you could still pretty much see through. Yeah. But when I was there, that was not my experience. It was, you know, they put like a big, tall, probably eight foot tall fence. Um, that was solid wood, like no gaps at all. No like pier holes or anything like that? No. Oh my God. <laughs> and like I was even saying, I probably could have gotten a little bit closer or I could have seen down to like kind of ground level from where I was. But like, because there was like this one little like block because I was standing in Toy Story Land. Okay. And it was like an alphabet block, if you will. <laughs> okay. Because that's like the aesthetic there is that everything is Everything's a toy. A toy. You're yeah. a toy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's like I could have stood on this block, but I would have had to like jump a little like barrier. And every time I started to walk over that way, there was somebody like there was a a park employee, a park cast member near there. They must like I'm not convinced that they were actively monitoring for that, but I kind of think they were. I was just say there must be more than just you and me trying to sneak this off. You know, there has to have been somebody else who was a part of this and just like. All right, you know, it was like telling his wife, make sure the coast is clear or something like that. Just yeah. <laughs> jumping on top of the block because, I mean, not even, you know, just they don't want people on the blocks in the first place. Well, I think that's themselves. just it, yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I was curious to see because, like, so, all right, so you were in Toy Story Land. I guess that's where it's going to be adjacent to for right now. Yes. Um, was it, could you see it from anywhere else in the park or was it just its own, like, plot? Like, it, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be, like, totally new area of the park Ooh, okay uh which is the good part 
Um, but no, I really could not see it from anywhere else. Um, like, I think it will connect on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, like to kind of the older part of Hollywood studios. Yeah. Um, but from that angle, you still can't see it because there's kind of like some taller buildings, like, you know, two or three story buildings right? that kind of impede that view. So the only place that I could see it from was Toy Story Land. All right. So could you see any buildings? I know you could see the spires and everything, but could you see any like other structures? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I could see kind of, it had this very like Tatooine vibe. I can appreciate uh, that. Yeah. It was like this kind of circular Adobe style like maybe terracotta style uh, kind of structure Okay. Uh, that looked pretty cool. Um, and then there was also, and you can actually see it like on the star Wars website, like promo image for all the galaxy's edge stuff. Yeah. There's like this like metallic looking pod that's like circular shaped. Okay. And I'm really intrigued by that. Like, I really can't understand what that would be. Would you think it's some kind of ship or shuttle of some kind? I mean, I kind of think it could be, yes. Hmm. Um, and I'm, but I'm really not too sure. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, be like, hmm, great mysteries. <laughs> uh, not trying to be, like, one of those, like, YouTube gamers who just, like, I wonder what happens if you do this. And well, literally nothing yeah. happens. But well, they I guess that spend, was it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they spend 15 minutes telling you about it so they can get all that ad revenue. Are you watching videos for Red Dead by chance? I have watched a few. Is that what you're Cause, Well, because there's, the there's a ton of like absolute bullcrap in, in well, those. That, that's just it, because there's always those ones that's like, here's how you make all the money. And I'm curious, because like, of course, you need money in the game. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. He just spent 15 minutes trying not to die in, on a train or something like that. It's like, yeah. all right. And then you can get on a train and get no bounty for stealing all this stuff. It's like, yeah. impossible. Yeah. So, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Uh, what happens if I glitch into this wall? Nothing. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh but to um, get back to it um and then well yeah, so ahead. one final item like so the only other thing that you could really see that i saw okay um was there was this kind of like big it was like a white and gray and orange colored like fin Ooh. from some sort of ship that had to have been one of those shuttles yeah uh, like you were saying with the promo art i think i did see a, a thing it's it kind of looks like the like the shuttle that you would get off of uh, Ghost, uh-huh. uh, the ship from Rebels. Yeah, I think like it's the just Phantom. called the Phantom. Yeah, yeah. It, that's what it, that's kind of what it looked like to me. Because like that, I think the Phantom itself actually has like a kind of a dorsal fin like that. Yeah. So I mean, it could be that ship yeah. for all we know. I mean, it could be. You know, because uh, you know maybe Ezra's still around or something. <laughs> well, that's exactly it. It could yeah. it could definitely be some uh, mysteries revealed by oh, by my that. God. But, uh, so, all right. Um, what about like, did you actually, uh, get a chance to, cause I know you guys were all over the place and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, did you actually get a chance to go to like star tours, like the original star Wars, yes. uh, attraction? Yeah. All right. Is the ATAT still there? Yes. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ATAT is still there. You know, it still kind of looks vaguely like the, like otherwise like the, uh, power generator or like the shield generator site. Yeah. From uh, Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. which is like what I remember it looking like the last time I was there 20 years ago. Right. And so they have a stage next to it and everything, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. So this is actually kind of funny. Like, I, I wanted to bring this up. I recently watched a video. I think the the, the channel was named uh, Yesterworld or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what this guy does is he'll actually do like a, a short, like a little, you know, like a 30 minute 
you know, short doc about like certain rides and attractions and stuff like that. And one of the ones he had was for Star Tours. Mm-hmm. And it was actually curious to hear how it all kind of comes about. And then long story short, it was originally something and then they just kept the technology and transposed it into Star Wars. And it's been the same thing ever since. Yeah. And apparently the same kind of technology they use on Star Tours to make you feel like, you know, you're bouncing around in the ship and whatnot is exactly what influenced uh, the new uh, Smuggler's Run Millennium Falcon ride. Okay. So, you know, it's the idea of, you know, you sit down in the chairs and you have to do everything else. Of course, this one's interactive now. Right. But, you know, you get several different, like, you know, avenues you can go on, like three different missions or five different missions. Like, it's always something different. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that was, um, that's what I was just about to say is that, you know, so I only got to ride it once. I probably should have, you know, so we did stay on Disney property. So like we had fast passes and originally like, you know, I had, uh, reserved a fast pass for it with my parents Mm -hmm. and, uh, it was like going to be three o'clock, three 30, something like that. And we were going to do that, but then we looked and the line was only like, 30 minutes long or something like it was kind of like it was doable that's not bad yeah and we really had nothing else to do until lunchtime so we're like let's just go ride it now (laughs) (laughs) but so so then while we were waiting in line we decided to cancel our three o'clock reservations or whatever and um and then we did something different that was when we went and saw the frozen (laughs) sing-along oh (laughs) okay yeah more important yeah obviously (laughs) but uh uh, so like I only got to ride it once because then the line kept getting longer as the day went on. Right. Um, you know, but so there is multiple versions of the ride. Yeah. Uh, I mean the last that I saw, like I just looked this up cause I didn't know the number and mm-hmm. this was from 2009. So I'm sure it's actually more now. Maybe. Um, but it was like 11 different configurations for the ride. Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, that would make sense. Cause I mean the most popular one that they had, like when it first started off was you essentially ended by doing a death star run. Right. You know, and we did not do that run. actually. So, what was so. your experience? I mean, it was okay. I honestly don't know if I remember all of the different pieces. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, so I think it always starts the same, um, where like you're just escaping from Vader Something like that. Yeah. Um, but then I believe we went, uh, man, I'm trying to, because there was something that was like an original trilogy battle. Okay. It was like a space battle. Okay. Um, then we flew down to Endor mm-hmm. and we're like doing the speeder bike chase. Oh, yeah. And then we went to Coruscant, <laughs> like in the prequels. Oh, no. And then we went somewhere else and I don't remember how it ends. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Go for it. Was Rex involved? No. RX 24. No, I've heard that he is supposed to be like your captain now. Right. But like the one that we were in still had C3PO as the, the pilot. Oh my God. So, well, no, so getting back to that Yesterworld thing, uh-huh. that question that Brandon had asked us yes. uh, about RX 24 Rex being voiced by, um, by Pee Wee, uh-huh. uh, uh, that character was in like the original iteration of Star Tours up uh-huh. until a certain point. So they might have actually just taken him out. Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe they actually made that change. I don't know, but it was just like, it was curious to see how like, I was like, oh my god, it's like there was like an RX twenty four Rex. I'm like, why do I know that? And all of a yeah. sudden they're like, oh yeah, they got Pee Wee Herman to do it. It's like, oh my god. So. <laughs> yeah, but there was but so there was nothing like I was kind of surprised because there was nothing sequel trilogy in mine. But yeah. all of the promo images showed scenes from the sequel trilogy. Really? Yeah. 
Like there was like a like the billboards right out front, like where like you were part of the uh, the battle on crate. Ooh, that would be cool. And that would have been really cool. Like yeah. if you would have like followed the Falcon Going through in. the yeah through oh. like the mines or whatever. Yeah, that would have been really. That would have been awesome. But as I say, I had not. I know for a fact I had nothing sequel trilogy. All right. Well, so beyond that, I mean, when it comes to Disney and Universal, uh, they always follow the etiquette of whatever ride you're on usually ends at a gift shop. Yes. So did this end in a gift shop? It did. What was a gift shop like? I well, so this is like one of my major kind of criticisms. Is honestly, I wasn't that impressed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, so I mean, among other things, they kind of the only signature item they had was like build your own lightsaber, which sounds cool. It sounds really cool, but I didn't like. I, I don't know. Maybe it was just because it was like all of these little kids that I just didn't like their lightsaber designs or something. <laughs> You were getting really, like, real judgy. Yeah. He's like, you don't put the power like, converter there. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have a purple and a green lightsaber? It's just not mixed at all. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> You're only supposed to have two crystals. You have seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And right. so many of, like, the cross guard hilts, which is, I mean, on one hand, that's a good thing to me. Because, like, it's a reminder that, like, yeah, kids still love the new Star Wars right. movies. Right. But it was like, how do you have cross guards on your double bladed lightsaber? Doesn't You're going to cut your arms off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it. I feel like we'd both get real critical about that. Yeah. It's just like, you know, we are those nerds where it's like, you don't do it. You don't hold it this way. You yeah. don't hold it by the blaster pack. Or yeah. But like, <laughs> oh, man. Um, I mean, you know, I think the. The concept of it is really cool. I yeah. do like that. But the only thing that I didn't like was like, I almost wish there would have been like a nice, like, I mean, these were just like the cheap plasticky pieces, like, you know, for like the lightsabers you can buy at Walmart for eight bucks or whatever. Do you remember when we went up to Penn State that one year, like we, we all did the, the Ghostbuster thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I bought one of those make your own lightsaber things mm-hmm. just for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. And like, I had that on my belt up there. Yeah. Was it something along those lines where it's like, you could actually make like, cause at that time you could make it like a inquisitor one. It's fun. I remember. I, right? well, I don't know if I saw anything like that. No I mean, inquisitors it, or anything. No, no inquisitors. I did see the, like, this was in, like, the store in Disney Springs, which was really close to where we stayed, so I did spend some time down there. Mm-hmm. But they did have, like, Ezra's lightsaber, which was really neat. Uh, the pistol like the, one? Yeah, like the pistol one. That's a cool design. Yeah. I I, I mean, I always kind of give, like, grievance to the Inquisitors for having just helicopter lightsabers. Yeah. Because it just doesn't make any sense at all. No. But <laughs> I do like the fact that he's able to use the power crystal for more than just a lightsaber. Like, yeah. That's, that's clever on his part. Yeah. Yeah, you they know? did have that. And that was, like, one of the cooler things. But, like... Again, to me, it was like the pieces were just, I don't know. They just kind of didn't look real nice, like not real polished. Like I almost wish you could have done that, but there was like an adult version where it was like, you know, at least like. This is where the men build lightsabers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, if you really want to be fair, I feel like kids are at that age being Jedi would have had their own lightsabers built by then. Or if they're if not, they're already on their way to Ilum to pick the crystals or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, like, to me, like, that was just kind of, like... I mean, it was, like, that was the signature Star Wars thing. Right. But then, like, you know, but then you compare that to Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And, like, you know, so my wife, Emily, she's really into Harry Potter stuff. Of course. And so, like, she went to Wizarding World when it first opened, uh, you know, probably 
eight or nine years ago at this point. Yeah, it was early, uh, like, 2010s, right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. I mean, like, 2010, 11. I mean, I know we were dating by that point, so it ha- so it kind of probably had to be 2011, I'm thinking. More or less. Um, but, uh, you know, but, like, you go into Ollivander's, and you can pick all of these super nice, detailed wands. So, when it and, comes to... I am curious about the wands. Uh-huh. Um, so... Unlike, you know, picking this piece and that piece to put your lightsaber together or whatever, like, the wands, are they just one component? They are, yeah, they are, like, precast. Okay. So you could get, like, you could pick, you couldn't pick, like, the, you know, the core or the wood or the length or anything like that? No, not really. I mean, you can, like, so they do offer them two ways. Okay. Uh, There's ones that are, like, purely just decorative, uh, but then there's the other ones, and they're only, like, six bucks more. Um, that actually have like an RFID chip in them. You can do, and so you can, yeah, so you can do spells around the wizarding Ooh, world. That's cool. Yeah, and and so you can, so with those ones, you can, like, you can buy the wand and then walk over next door, and they do like a training class, what? and they like explain what your wand is. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So like they kind of add some more to that, and like don't get me wrong, I believe that Galaxy's Edge will deliver on that. Oh, for sure. But I just kind of felt like for now I was actually kind of let down by, <laughs> by the quality of it, and like otherwise, and I, I think this is my exact quote from my note on mm-hmm. this is like, and everything else in the store was just stuff. Yeah, like, like it was just keychains, like, action figures, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? it wasn't really like, uh, oh, look, you can actually, you know, get a replica of the DL44 or like, uh, you know, or get like a really high quality replication lightsaber. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting at with like the the uh, the gift shops they are going to have for Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. Like the one I brought up before, they're going to have like an exotic pets place. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that's going to come out because I've been thinking about it. Like, I don't know if they're going to have, it's just like, you could probably straight up buy a lizard from there or something if you wanted to. You know, <laughs> yeah. like if that's exotic as you want to go, yeah. call it it's like a... It's a, a Yasulamari. Yeah, exactly. Just drape it around your neck. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, oh, what the hell else? Um... The other idea I had was maybe it's like a, a Build-A-Bear almost. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like you could pick pick your animal, pick your stuffing, put a heart in it, that kind of stuff. There you go. Yeah, you know, I you, can see it. I can almost see it being more in that vein. Get a uh, lumpy stuffed panther while you're there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, so that's cool about Harry Potter though because I, I was curious to hear about it and like – so. I one more question about it because I, I mean I I want to go to this place sooner or later. Yeah. Um. The actual wands and everything like that. What was like? Did you get to try it? I well. So Emily did decide to just buy. So she bought a serious black wand this time. Ooh. And the past time that she went, she had it. She got a Luna Lovegood one. Oh well, hey, good yeah. choices. Yeah. Um. But I mean, and the serious one is really awesome. Remind me to show it to you when we're we're done recording. You got it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um. So she did just buy like just the decorative one. Okay. So um, no so, no receiver. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there are, um, you know, but we saw people doing them all day long. Right. I mean, it was, you know, it like Universal as a whole was a very interesting experience because most of the park was not that crowded overall. Really? Yeah. And then you, but then you walk into, you know, so there's two parts to Wizarding World. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Diagon Alley in regular Universal. Yes. And then there's Hogsmeade in uh the islands of adventure that's cool yeah and you can actually take it like if you have like the park hopper which we did mm-hmm. you can actually take the hogwarts express oh she 
Emily must have been losing her mind. It, like, and it was all interactive. It was one of the coolest experiences. <laughs> I like, would lose in my mind. Yeah. Did they have a lady come around for anything on the trolley Diaz? <laughs> come on, man. Uh, well, so what would happen would be like you would look out like the outside window and it would be like a screen that would show you like, you know, London. In, no way. Yeah. Um, but then like you would like enter a tunnel and then so it would be black on that screen. And then you would look the other way. And not so much like a, like the trolley cart lady, but yeah. like there was kind of this ongoing thing where like Ron and Harry and Hermione were trying to find a place to sit. Oh. So they would like tap on your window and then like Harry would be like, is anybody in there? <laughs> and Hermione would be like, it's occupied. Oh, that's and, funny. Yeah. And like there's even some other stuff that kind of happens. It was like so freaking cool. That is cool. Uh, and like it was just like you know, a five minute train ride, but still they made it that much more exciting. Yeah. You know, to do stuff like that. I always appreciate that. Yeah. And that's like, and so that's why I guess, I mean, not to be like, okay, I'm cutting it off here, but like, (laughs) that is kind of like my, my hope for what galaxy's edge is going to deliver. And I believe that it will. I I think anyone who goes to these parks, you know, Harry Potter's wizarding world has just raised it to a whole nother level. It did. Yeah. And you know, anyone who talks about it, they're just going to be, I mean, they're going to be over the moon about it. Yeah. I mean, listen to you. Listen to us. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's an exciting time to be there. Like, even if you're the most mundane Harry Potter fan, uh-huh. you could still have a good time just watching people, um, what, just making suits of armor dance and whatnot, yeah. right? When it, so. Yeah. And that's exactly, I guess, kind of my biggest takeaway is that, like, it was like a pilgrimage yeah. for people. Exactly. And, like, I mean, I've never seen so many, like, 20 and 30-year-old like men dressed in robes. Oh my God. Like, I mean, cause these people get into it there. And oh it's no. Awesome. Yeah. Like, I've heard stories of people like having heat stroke cause they're wearing the sweaters and stuff yeah, like that in the yeah. middle of summer. Well, and that's, yeah. And to that end, like that's actually another thing that I will touch on, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, so in, well, so first off I have to talk about Diagon Alley. Cool. Um, like, so you get off the train and you l- arrive in King, uh, in King's cross station. King's cross. Yes. Um, so then you like walk out into the main park again and like you're like, okay, where's Diagon Alley? And you start walking and there's some more like British kind of looking architecture along one side. Okay. And there's just like this kind of like brick wall. And you can tell that there is like an opening in the brick wall, but you're like, what's this? So like it's very easy to actually walk past like the coolest amusement park that I've ever seen in my life wow. because they hide it. And Do you have to like tap the bricks and everything? Well, you don't what? have to tap the bricks. Like you can still just walk into it. Yeah. But as you're walking in, like it keeps playing this sound, like the sound effect of the bricks like receding away. Ooh, that's so cool. It, like, and as I say, like then you walk into Diagon Alley, and it is the most authentic thing I've ever seen. It's just a whole other world. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And, I mean, look, is it, it's got to cover a lot of ground too, for that matter, like acreage wise. Yeah. Um, getting to Galaxy's Edge, I think you wrote down, you said that Galaxy's Edge is going to be about like 14 acres of land. Yes. And with the idea of immersion, they're going to have the hotels set up on there and everything like that. Yeah. You were saying that you could get the clothes to go in there. Mm-hmm. So people making the pilgrimage again. Like, yeah. I can't really see anyone making a pilgrimage wearing, you know, like their Boba Fett armor on the plane or something like that. Right. <laughs> but they might be able to get in or something like that. Yeah. You know, but otherwise, you know, it's just going to be wearing your favorite shirt or something like that. Yeah. 
And then you go and you get the tunics. You can go and get the Jedi robes. Like, it is going to be baller. Yes. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to, you know, see what comes out of it and see that it really holds up to what, you know, everyone wants it to be. Right. That's exactly. Just me. That's yeah. just me. And I think, I mean, just as a final note, I mean, we kind of talked about, like, the the height of Galaxy's Edge. Right. And, like, to me, I think that's going to be a really cool thing if they actually do what I think they are doing, which is that, like, it will be an uninterrupted view the same way that, like, when you're in, uh, like, Diagon Alley. It's just the buildings. It's, that's all that you can see. Yeah. Um, that would be perfect. That is the total immersion that you need. Exactly. Yeah. So so well, I think that'll be really awesome. And, like, I was kind of surprised to see how tall everything looked Yeah. when I did get some of those kind of crappy no, images. Hey, look, <laughs> you, you did your best, and that yeah. no one else could ask any more of that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but still, like. It's it's exciting, and I'm glad you guys had a good time. It sounded like everything was baller. Yes. I'm sorry you couldn't get like an actual alcoholic uh, butter beer. You were telling me that it just there was two <laughs> yeah. flavors. Yeah. Just- yeah. So there are two types, but it's like regular and frozen. And frozen. So you know, getting back to frozen too. <laughs> yes. <you> now. <laughs> Full circle. Sort of. Full circle, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, otherwise, uh, you know, they're they're definitely holding on. Uh, you know, for, you know. To bitter end, like I'm curious to see how it all kind of comes together. And let's talk. I mean, let's talk a little bit. Let's finish this off because I, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you want to cover, but like, let's just kind of finish this off with the talk of bat. Oh, the reference photos for um, episode nine. Yes, because to talk bat two, like I said, this is the point where you know the movie is going to take place. Yes, you know you're going to be immersed on this planet, which is most likely going to play a vital role in this last movie and from everything that i've read before and like you you're still are you still reading uh thrawn alliances or are you finished with that <laughs> i have 20 pages left okay okay. i was trying to finish it last night but i just kind of ran out of steam don't hurt yourself <laughs> it, it's a it's a good read but regardless like um you learned from that book and other books that mentioned this and i'm assuming you know when galaxy's edge actually comes out book wise you know and and comic books and yada yada you'll realize that uh black spire and batu itself are like focal points for a lot of stuff going on in the galaxy uh they already describe it as much as like it is the way station for a lot of people trying to go on the outer reaches of space Mm -hmm. so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be epic to see that kind of deal to it and just know there's just that this many you know new creatures and stuff like that to appear like things you never heard of uh, the enemy in the Thrawn book, the Thrawn Alliance, is the Grisk. Grisk, yeah. The Grisk. And, like, you know, they kind of had that nomadic, like, terror to them. But it's just like, you know, you never heard of them beyond the Outer Rim or anything like that. Right. So, but to look at these reference photos that actually came out, um, now we'll talk a little spoilers for... Uh, potential spoilers, Potential yeah. spoilers for Episode Nine. Let's kind of Let's kind of go down the list, why don't we? Sure. So, for the first few, like, the very first one looks like a new alien. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Um, <laughs> I would say, imagine um, a Gotul, but on a diminutive form. Yeah. And a Gotul kind of has, like, a goat face with, like, the long mustache and everything like that. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the best way I could describe it. Yeah. Not really clear if it has, like, the horns or anything like that. No. But, um, uh, you know, probably just a new species that's introduced. Yeah. As much as I can make out of it. Yeah. The second one uh, is actually going to be a 
going to play a character. I forget the the identification of this droid. Right. But apparently he's going to be pestering BB-8 the entire time. Yes. And it kind of like lo- treats it like treats BB-8 like a parental figure, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it kind of looks like a battle droid head was just mounted on a big wheel. Yes. So <laughs> that's that's already an interesting thing to it. Yeah. I don't know how that's supposed to keep it up. Yeah. The, now we get into potentially more spoilerish territory to be right. quite clear about it, I guess. So is that actually an actor that we know? That is Richard E. Grant. That is Richard? Yes. Okay. So he's not blue. He's not blue. Damn it all. And he's wearing <laughs> black. <laughs> I think right. if he were wearing white, but he were still not blue, it yeah. would just be like when Disney released the first trailer for the live-action Aladdin, or like the first promo images, right? and everybody's like, why isn't the genie blue? Yeah. And like Will Smith's like, no, I will be blue. I'm just black. And then like, they just, <laughs> and they just popped it out. I was like, here's my blue. And I was, I was like, go back to black, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, now everybody's <laughs> up in arms that he is blue. <laughs> All right, so but yeah, otherwise he looks more or less like a uh, a first order for, officer. First order officer for you sure. Know, uh, maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't want to necessarily like overly speculate or anything or like release like more deep spoilers, but they do talk about there could be a defecting first officer or first order officer somewhere. That would make some sense. You think uh, yeah. about it, you know, it's just yeah. like they might be on the end of their ropes at some point. Yeah, you know? um, I mean, I've always assumed it was going to be. Uh, <coughs> Bill Weasley, oh. aka General Hux. Yeah, um, Dom Hill. Yeah, Dom, Dom Hall. Hall Gleason. Yeah, it was it was weird. Like the one thing I don't know is like how they like do the movies in Wizarding World. Like if they actually got the actors to reprise their roles. Hmm, maybe because um, like all of the rides are very like 4D. Oh. So like you, you're looking at a screen, but you are moving in some way. Right. Um. And like he features prominently in the the newest ride, Escape from Gringotts. Really? Yeah. Well, hey, he worked there because he worked there exactly. Yeah. Come on. Uh, and that's exactly the premise of it, uh, <laughs> basically. Uh, it, and I will tell you this: it was the greatest ride I've I think I've ever been on. I've heard a lot of good things because yeah. isn't it? It was it all right? So you said it's a four D experience. It's not a roller coaster, right? but it is a roller coaster. It is a roller. coaster. It's an actual roller coaster that is a four D experience. Well, they used to have. On Islands of Adventure, they used to have the Dueling Dragons. Yes. Was this replacing that? The Dueling Dragons is not there currently. Okay. Now, for what it looks like, it looks like they're just doing, like, the next phase of expansion. Mm. And, I be- and, like, Emily was like, I'm pretty sure this was, like, where they're doing all this work right now. Okay. So. Do you think they'll build the castle? Like, uh... Like, an even bigger version of the castle. Because, like, there is... So, the other, like really cool 4d ride in harry potter world is uh uh harry potter and the forbidden journey what is that one so you like sit on like it basically looks like a church pew okay and like you're like taking off and like hermione does this magic that makes it fly (laughs) okay and so like so you get to see all these different things like you are part of the Quidditch match Ooh. and then you fly through like the Whomping Willow oh my and God. you end up underground like an Aragorg's nest and Aragorg. Yeah. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, it's been forever since I like read the books or watched the movies. Yeah. So like it's, it's all kind of flooding back to me. I'm excited. Yes. And like, there's so much more. I'm like, kind of trying to not spoil the whole. No, thing hey, no, that, that, that's so cool, though. I mean, basically, just because, like I said, I the last time I made it down to Universal, it was like my senior year, 
I want to say senior year, maybe my junior year, but either way, one of my band trips down there, and we did a parade on like a Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. So school was still in. Uh, people were at work. We had the whole park to ourselves, and like yeah. between the Hulk ride and the Dueling Dragons, we rode each about thirty times. Yeah, but I had heard that Dueling Dragons had been taken out to accommodate a roller coaster for uh, Harry Potter. So that's where I was thinking maybe that was the one. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I mean I kind of think originally they might have just rebadged it as a Harry Potter ride. Yeah, um, but yeah, now it's it's not there currently. Yeah. But yeah, but Escape from Gringotts was like, I mean, it's a real roller coaster with like real thrills from the roller coaster, but you're also watching this like super crazy story playing out in front of you. Right. So I kind of, I mean, I did make notes on all of this and I didn't really get into it, but uh, like, I kind of hope that's in the vein of what like the Rise of the Resistance ride is going to be like. That would be cool and have the kind of maybe even have like the multiple ending kind of deal, multiple rides, mm-hmm. you know, have that journey of coming back every day and doing it differently. Yeah. So, you never know. Yeah. For uh, sure. <laughs> so, all right, to get back to the reference photos. Yeah, sorry. I know we're getting so <laughs> we're getting so lost on this. Um the next one after Rich D Grant's character, it looks like you see your run of the mill resistance fighter. Yeah. He's got the helmet like you would see uh for um like from like a new hope. A new hope, like the Alderanian security guards and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, and then the next picture after this, who I'm most excited about now from a distance, cause the way that these pictures are taken they're to, to like, they're kind of shown off at like a, a slant. Yeah. So it's hard to get like a full front picture like that. Yeah. But this is Dominic Monaghan. Yes. Uh, and at first glance, I actually thought it was like Rick, Rick Grimes with the walking dead. Like, cause it <laughs> had, he looks like that cowboy outfit, you know, yeah. or the, the sheriff outfit. Yes. But yeah, he, he's just listed as resistance officer. Right. So he probably could be a big role uh, yeah. alongside the, like, you know, Poe Dameron doing his, you know, deal for the resistance. I'm kind of hoping like you were saying before that he could be that wild card mm-hmm. and just kind of go off and do his own crazy thing. Yeah. You know, have, have him be the, um, Saul Guerrero of this situation, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, who knows at this point? Yeah. As I mean, I the- think, and I mean, I guess I'll say this: I'm like, I don't look at his look and say like, oh yes, he's clearly, he's definitely like a resistance officer. Like he yeah. doesn't necessarily have that look. But I mean, I guess if you do kind of contrast his look with, like, with Poe's look, you know, which is also included here, and you can see it in the rap photo, right? Um, you know, and it does appear that the rap photo mostly validates both uh, Poe and Ray's appearance on this sheet of le- leaked images. It's true. Uh, so, I mean, to move on a little bit further, uh, the next couple, we'll get. I mean, we'll get to Poe and Ray. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it, it does. It does add some fervor to it. But the next couple are a couple. There's like a, a new alien, yes. and as well as a young Moncala. Yes. So maybe that's Baby Akbar. It could be. That's my hope. That's you my know, hope as well. I'm here to avenge my father. Yeah. You have killed my father, prepared to die. Yeah. But uh, as far as I can tell, I think uh, Mon calls spawn in like the hundreds. Yeah. According to Radis's thinking in the Rogue One book, but regardless. <laughs> I'll take your word for that. I have not read that. <laughs> I just remember like there's a point where he sends the Hammerhead Corvette to take out the Star, the Star Destroyer, and he's like... Uh, I'll name all my spawnling after their crew because I have I have hundreds or something like that. <laughs> <coughs> He's got grandchildren. Well, doesn't to spare. But, like doesn't Radis die too though? 
it's kind of left up in the air, but I think he does. <laughs> Personally, I'm hoping he's out there still kicking ass, but I think he went down with this and, ship. Well, and I thought, yeah, and I thought there was something else that was like, I don't know, it was like in the comics or something where, oh, well, no, it's uh, like the ship in the Last Jedi is it's named the Radis. the Radis. Yeah, in and like he I just died from complications, I mean, Andrew. Well, yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess maybe he didn't. He could have not died heroically in battle at the battle of scarif yeah and he could have died later in battle and had a ship named after him or you know like i said he probably just got food poisoning or something like <laughs> yeah. it, it could be a number of things yeah you know i, I choose to believe that he's <laughs> he was just so cool he was like a one-off character like akbar was but he was just as like he was just as much of a badass that's yeah. what i liked about him yeah all right uh anyway <laughs> uh back off of that so after you wanna- the how about Ooh. let's just go through the rest of the aliens okay. and then we'll do like we'll the, do the final five yeah big ones okay so the rest the next alien now this one's kind of interesting um it's got like two kind of bulbous eyes and like a long face yes it's kind of hard to say what the face looks like uh you know you can't tell if its mouth is right in the middle or if it's just a long snout yeah you know what i mean yeah it could also work off the basis of like how ithorians work mm-hmm. maybe this is just a different version of an ithorian it, it does have an ithorian look to it except that like its eyes aren't like on stalks basically right you but know. are more like on its face yeah so. and then like underneath it's got two like holes in the side of its neck so that could easily be like just nostrils like i said maybe it's just a very stooped face yeah i mean it almost like i mean and obviously i don't know that they're gonna necessarily introduce like a new species living on like moncala necessarily but like it does kind of wonder so we're seeing like you know images of mon calamari and like this kind of you know aquatic looking alien potentially true i wonder if that could like you know be a clue as to a certain environment that we might see Ooh, it would be cool to go to moncala yeah that yeah um but yeah i don't know it, i think we'll we won't really be able to tell much about him until we see later on pictures you know of what the final face looks like like, like i said from the angle we get right now it's not it's not really defined yeah after that we get this nice little uh horned alien um he's kind of just like he's like in a flight suit let me see here yeah, horned pilot. That's what he's referred to. Um, and he's got like two f- downward facing horns on his head and two downward facing horns on his chin. So sleeping's got to be a nightmare. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's all I could say about that. And, you know, like I said, he's got your standard like flight suit kind of deal going. So maybe he's a fighter for the resistance or, yeah. you know, just some random fighter, you know, for maybe. Uh, dominic uh dominic's group you yeah know, maybe they're yeah. just a separate faction yeah i kind of i mean not to keep going back to to dominic monaghan's image but like i wonder if he could be somebody who was like already embedded on batu or Ooh. like you what know, if he's the character in the new black spire book that's coming out yes precisely mm. um you know and that and so like that's kind of why he has more of like a homespun look to him yeah um you know but then maybe he is kind of recruited groups of you know, of unknown slash, you know, wild space. Maybe. Individuals. Yeah. I would be cool, man. Yeah. All right. So the last three, we'll finish this right off. Yeah. The first one. Yes. Uh, looks scary. It does. It's like, scary to say the least. It uh, looks. Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank. It looks like. Uh, Slender Man. Well, yeah, it does kind of look like Slender Man, but it's also like what I think about when it's who. Like so, the target that Luke is rescuing in *Heir to the Jedi*. Heir to the 
Heir to the Jedi. What's that species called again? Oh, God. I just finished reading the book again. Um, I, but I know what you're talking about. They're, they're like the mathematical species. Yeah. Oh, God. Given. The given. Oh, yeah. You know, it, like that creature almost looks like a given, but way, without like the protective coverings and stuff. Yeah. I mean, the, the way, like, the long story short on the given, we'll get into this when we actually do the, the you know, Heir to the Jedi one, but like, the way that they greet people, and this is the one that I always like loved, yeah. is they don't say hi or hello or how do you do. They give they, you a math problem. They give you a math problem. <laughs> so like if you and like I guess to make things easier on people who you know just were you know confused by their mathematical equations, they were just told by you know the numerous sources that all you have to do is say three. Yes. And it's like, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, that, <laughs> that's exactly it. And like, hmm, okay. So, yeah, power about the square, blah, blah, blah. So, okay. But, yeah, I can see that, honestly. It could be a given. But, like, the way the givens are, you know, well, actually, I don't know. That's not really giving too much credit because she was, she was kind of badass in that book. Yeah. She wasn't, like, high, like hiding away or anything like that. Right. But she like, it looks like they have a long barrel gun on the back or something like that. Yeah. And maybe even, like, some, uh, you know, armor of some kind. Yeah. I don't know. But that would be I, interesting to see yeah. how that goes. I mean... I'd have to go back and relitigate it, but this, like this image, also almost has a few familiarities that I can recall, like from the description of the Grisk. Yeah. Um. In so far as like it's like an enlarged head. Yeah. And like kind of like sunken eyes. They talk about sunken eyes. Right. Um. So it, it almost looks like the Bagman from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. That <laughs> like you know what I'm talking about yeah. the cool guy. Yeah. With the way the face looks. Yeah. But yeah, definitely terrifying. Yeah. All right. The last two groups. Let's finish with a Q. We'll start with Q, and then we'll go for the big group. Okay. Uh, so this guy, he kind of looks like a worm. Like, it, what is the description for this guy? He's a new alien. Well, he doesn't have a description. Oh, that's, that's right. like the interesting thing. Okay. Which, I mean, I feel like taking that context with like the very distinct appearance of this alien makes me believe that it's going to be somebody famous doing the voice for this character. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, like some kind of cameo. Yeah, like they've had in the past. I yeah, could probably like, see like that. with uh, you know Simon Pegg doing uh, a or uh, it was a stormtrooper. <laughs> no, he's the uh, oh Simon Pegg. Yeah, sorry, he does the one like the alien that like Ray reports to on yeah. Jakku. Um, Udnar Plunkett. Or, Plutt. Or, Plutt. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I was gonna say there's also Tom Hardy and. Uh, yeah, as a stormtrooper. Prince stormtrooper. William and Harry as stormtroopers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my God. Uh, and then there's also uh, the final like batch of aliens. Uh, these are the extras from the holiday special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best way I could describe it. Yeah. Um, they're, they're in like nice decorative robes. That's kind of where the, the joke comes from. Yeah. With like these long flowing, uh, you know, just designs, very colorful designs. Um, the faces themselves, they don't look like any other species I've seen. No. Uh, but you know, they kind of look almost kind of like an anteater. Yeah. You know? And like some of them look like it's like, that's their face, but others, it looks more like it's a mask that they're wearing. That's also true. Yeah. I mean, I would say like, all right, maybe it's just, you know, humanoids in a mask, but then you look how long their arms are. Yeah. You know, they are very elongated arms and and like the hands themselves are kind of like grayish. Yeah. They, they almost look like very minimally like the like the force spirits that appear to Yoda 
Ooh. In the in Clone the, Wars? Yeah, in like the, the final season. Yeah. Yeah. The lost episodes or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, but they like, those characters do wear masks. Mm. But whatever. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Sith Lords and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where all these different aliens actually come into play. Like, yeah. how it actually looks out. Yeah. All right, so the probably the biggest one on here, and like, we already talked about, you know, the, 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 the holy trinity of this series or whatever. But yes. the biggest guy is Lando. Oh, yes. Oh, man. So, this is a great look. It is a great look. So first of all, like I wasn't sure if they were going to try and go for like the you know the salt and pepper hair. Yes. For him. Well, so I do like when I very first looked at this, and before like you know, so this sheet has been out for about a week now, I guess. Right. And it came out before like the final, uh, you know, the the J.J. Abrams set photo. Yeah. So we got him. Yeah. And like there were certain elements that I was like, I'm not sure if I believe this. And I have to say, Lando was actually kind of one of them because I was like, lo- this lo- looks like Lando from 1983. But on top of that, it also looks like they just took the body of uh, of Don Donald Glover. Glover. Yeah, because it's this, it's almost the same outfit. Yeah, it's different enough to like be like, okay, maybe not. But yeah, like, he's wearing yellow with a yeah. black. He's wearing a yellow shirt with a black. Uh, and it's like a bright yellow, like a lemon yellow kind of. Exactly. Which is very similar to the like the one iconic yellow shirt that Don Glover's Lando wears. Yeah, and it would just be, it would make perfect sense in that frame. Yeah. But like, I think it looks classy. I think it looks just like Lando would look. Yes. You know, it's not too austere. It's not too regal. Yes. But it's just enough to like has that man of mystery flavor to yeah. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I said, it's it's cool to see that he's not you know. He's not too like old to still have that kind of charm to him. Yes, I'm sure. Like I said, as soon as he sees Ray, hello, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> just kissing on the hand. I am Lando Carizian. You're flying my ship. Yeah, <laughs> some shit. <laughs> some, you know, you know, he's gonna do something kind of like horn doggish. Yes. Um. But yeah. So like, the right in the middle of this reference photo, there's the four big photos. I'd say. So you want to do left to right or right to left? Um. Let's go. Left to right. Left to right. Okay. Yes. We'll start with so Ray. We'll start with Ray. Yeah. So Ray has the most and it just gonna sound stupid saying this. She has the most white outfit I have ever seen. <laughs> and by that I mean that she is she is her outfit is the definition of the light. Yes. I feel like she is definitely staking her claim as the light side of the force with this outfit. Yes. And by that I mean that she's wearing like kinda like a, a you know, a sleeveless top and like just you know, wrappings or some kind of leggings, but there's all white with like a brown belt. Mm-hmm. She's got a couple like wrappings on her arms or whatever, you yeah. know, for whatever reason. Like, yeah. it's a cool design and everything, but it's almost all pure white. Yes. So you could tell right from the start that, you know, anything that Kylo was trying to get under her about letting the old ways die and doing this and doing that, like, it might have had some kind of, you know, repercussions. I'm not totally sure, but. At the same time, I'd say it's, you know, it's, it is what yes. it is. She has clearly chosen the path of the Jedi. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She, and and she's going to keep going with yeah. it. And I love this outfit because it is like, it's a nice dichotomy, like contrasted against like Luke in Return of the Jedi, for instance. When he was wearing black. When he wears all black. Yeah. Um, you know, and it kind of shows, I mean, I'm not trying, I don't want to like, I don't think Disney would actually do this or say this, but like, I wonder if it's like kind of acknowledging a certain level of um, misgiving that Luke had when he did vanquish the Sith, Hmm. Um, you know, that he was undecided and that he was, you know, and I mean, this is 
detailed in the books very well that you know he really he did come close to succumbing and turning right um, yeah on I mean, so many occasions like, yeah. it's just, it's just his the way he was about everything it was just but like now you know ba- you know bathed in the white in the you know uh, she is showing that she has staked her claim yeah that's kind of yeah yeah it's a good way of looking at it, honestly because it's it, you're right about it like the whole dichotomy of Luke's outfit was he had that one open part of his tunic that showed the white. So it showed right. there's still that good or something like that. Yes. But, I mean, there was tons of theories where apparently, like, you know, Luke was supposed to put the helmet on after Darth Vader died. And, like, that's how the movie was supposed to end and stuff like that. And it's like, can you imagine? <laughs> well, yeah, it would be a very, I mean, it would all be so different. Like, the whole world would be a different place oh my God. if he had done that. Um, yeah, no, and and so I do like that. I mean, I will say... You know, so obviously, a lot of these details are definitely confirmed by JJ's set photo. Yeah, um, including like the little the wrap on like her fore or her upper arm, where which, she might have like got cut. Well, I think that's like reminiscent of when she was cut in the Force Awakens. Right, 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 right. So uh, that's been, what that actually calls back to. Okay, so yeah, she's been getting a little like cuts and bruises here and there. Yes, along the line. So yeah. maybe that's what it is. Yeah, um, but I but I would also say that JJ's set photo makes it it does make her outfit look at least slightly more tan, but maybe that's because you know she's done a you know she's already been through a big battle on, uh, you know wherever she is and like she's gotten dirty and sandy and whatever. <laughs> yeah, it got everywhere. Yeah, you know, it's irritating. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> well, neither does this next character. Uh, <laughs> Good segue. Yes. Uh, Kylo Ren is now donning his mask yet again. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to tell from the image, but it looks like he's holding out his yeah his usual lightsaber with the cross guard. Right. So, and that's actually something we didn't bring up, is the fact that Rey is not holding any kind of weapon at all. Correct. So, does she get a lightsaber? Does she not? Is it really that kept under wraps? I mean, who knows? Yeah, I think with I, like I think with Ren though, it's it's a known quantity, right? I mean, and and the, we know that nothing happened to his lightsaber. I mean, yeah. I guess you know, and I don't mean to keep relitigating this, but no, no, no. Um, there was like a cutscene from Last Jedi where we see like when Ray wakes up and she distinctly grabs the lightsaber into parts. It doesn't like now they say that scene doesn't clearly reveal whether the crystal was damaged or not, mm-hmm. but it does show that like the casing of the lightsaber is broken. Right. And I mean, on top of that, like again, getting into Hair of the Jedi, cause it's actually provided a ton of information for what we're talking about right now. Yeah. When it comes to constructing your lightsaber, you really need to be in tune with the force. Right. Because there are so many delicate little like, you know, parts to it that it's impossible to try and like, you know, Fees it back together with just your fingers, you know what right. I mean? So it, yeah, it's a whole other thing. And I think, into. I mean, I think that is going to be an important subplot potentially. Like, I think that's how we're, you know, I think that's how you know Luke can be involved in the story a little bit. Is her to like, oh, with him, teaching yeah, her. to actually appear to her as a Force ghost and mm-hmm. you know, and and do all of that. I mean, I can see that. you know, I think one of the most, you know, this is a line that I do probably spend too much time thinking about is, you know, way back in A New Hope. When, you know, when Obi-Wan is basically taunting Darth Vader and he says, you know, if you strike me down, I will become more powerful than you can possibly Possibly imagine. imagine. And we've never really gotten to see all that much of that, like in action. I mean, probably the the most concrete example we saw was in The Last Jedi when Yoda actually used the lightning. Yeah. 
That's is true. Able to channel the lightning to strike the the temple. The sacred it, texts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it, it does play on that part a little bit, doesn't it? Like yeah. it's just like uh, if you think about it, like um, I. You don't see anything. You, the only thing you see him do is just project himself as a ghost, which prior to that, almost nobody's ever done. Right. You know, unless it's like Sith sorcery, but that's a whole other topic. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, but so I guess just, I mean, not to get too lost in that, but it's like, I just, I hope that we get to see Luke actually make good on that promise. Yeah, that's what I would hope so too. Maybe even to the point where he's able to like give himself kind of like get out of the specter version of himself right and become and become i forget what the word is uh but like a fully like kind figure. of yeah recorporate himself corporeal yes recorporeal or whatever yes mm. um i mean i do i mean so in uh uh star wars from a certain point of view Ooh, going uh, everywhere that is yeah it's a little little spoiler from that story uh in the chapter with obi-wan and qui-gon yes uh, he like Obi Wan basically says that Qui Gon actually looks like he is physically there. Yeah. At this point, so it's clearly a possible thing to do. Yeah. Um, because it he has been communicating with it for so long that finally right. he's become you know he's yeah he's and he says he's knowledge. never looked that corporeal yeah that real. But there's also a th- all right look we're getting too far <laughs> we really are look we'll we'll talk about that next time but let's finish this out. Um all right so yeah so. Kylo looks cool. He's got his mask on. The picture right next to it is his reconstructed mask. Right. And this already looks really badass. It really does. Like, yeah. They, they, I feel like this has been rumored for a little while and now we get like a, an image of it. Yeah. And it looks as cool as they've talked about it. Right. So basically he like uses like some type of red resin to reconnect all of the pieces that he smashed apart. Uh-huh. And so, like that red, like glows almost. Yeah, and I've I've heard stories that apparently that's supposed to be like Kyber. Yeah, which I don't think I believe. I don't know that I believe that. I mean, I believe it's something with. It can be something that has mystical force force powers, but yeah, but I can't see it being like that. Almost seems like a waste of Kyber. Yeah, but yeah, it just it looks demonic in its own sense. Like it's something the devil would wear. Yes, and I think that's kind of what they're going for on this. Agreed. <clears throat> and finally, mm. yeah. Uh, to round this out, we have a picture of Nathan Drake. Yes. <laughs> With, like, longer and wavier hair. Yeah. So, Poe Dameron <laughs> is in his adventure clothes. Yes. But I swear to God, he looks like Nathan Drake from the third game. Yeah. yeah. Like a third like, Uncharted. I, for the long... Like, I do not want to believe this, but, I mean, if you look at the set photo, you can clearly see that he does have the bandolier on, and right. the costume looks pretty close. Yeah. He doesn't have, like, the gloves and the scarf on in the in that final wrap photo. That's true. But that doesn't really mean it that much. You never know. I mean, it's curious to see how it comes out anyways, but, like, that's a cool look for him. And it it's is. an easy look for, I mean, this is the kind of situation where I, I like, so, like, if, if people want to cosplay out there, but they don't want to spend, they don't right. want, they don't have the time to do anything that's, like, super fancy or something like that. Like, yeah. this is a perfect example where you just go out, you know, go to Army Surplus, buy a bandolier, and, yeah. you know, get all everything else you need, and, oh, I'm Poe from the next movie, you yeah. know, or I'm Nathan Drake, like, hey, I'm Nathan Drake, you know, you might know me as Poe or something <laughs> like that. But yeah, okay, you can't yeah. see his hands at all. Well, that's true. I'm looking at the reference photo again, and you can't actually see his hands. And maybe he does have the scarf on, even. Maybe. 
But yeah, but, his yeah. hair is definitely longer, and uh, so is Finn's hair and everything like that. So yeah. that's the only person who actually doesn't show up in, this, in these reference photos is actually yeah, Finn. Yeah, Finn, yeah. But, um, I mean, everybody else more or less is just kind of caught up. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how this all really comes out to play. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that, um, you know, it's it's like somewhere down the line soon. Honestly, they have to have some trailer or some promo yeah. or the freaking title. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. I, that- can see, I can see a title coming. I could see the title coming before Celebration, but I still think the trailer is going to be Celebration. Yeah. I mean, that just was, my humble opinion. Like we were saying before, it would just make the most sense for just movement yeah. that day. Yeah. So that would just get the most eyeballs yeah. on the on the Celebration itself. But who so. knows? I mean, you know, this the whole point is like, you know, starting with Frozen 2 and everything <laughs> is like, yes, it is a joke. But it yeah. is also like we kind of needed the Frozen 2 trailer to put Star Wars actually next in line. That's true. And get now everyone, it is next in line. Yeah, so. get everyone kind of pumped for it. Just let it go. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did I really just... <laughs> that wasn't even intentional. Yeah, All sure right. it wasn't. Honestly, I think it's time to let it go. Uh, this has been a good episode. And... Uh, we should really do this at the beginning, but I want to thank everybody again for just listening to us and giving us a chance and, you know, subscribing and liking and reviewing and hopefully sharing this with everybody around. And, you know, we really appreciate everyone look like listening and hopefully, you know, somewhere down the line, we can have you guys help us out some more and, you know, give us topics. If there's anything you want us to talk about, anything you want us to touch on, I mean, it doesn't have to be Star Wars at this point. We could start talking Harry Potter and stuff, clearly, because, <laughs> yes. you know, it's practically half this episode's been that. So it's true. But otherwise, you know, I had a great time. Andrew, did you have a good time? Uh, I thought it was a boring conversation anyway. I bet you did.